Welcome to the Beer in a Movie podcast, a podcast where we combine two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies, sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I'm David Gurney and I'm here with Carlos Cooper and Ethan Thompson. And today we're going to be talking about uh, a couple summer movies, actually, uh, you know, closing out the summer season here. Um, one being uh, in theaters, at least uh, as of this moment, maybe by the time we're posting this, it'll have uh, finished its run. And the other available as a first run cable movie. So, um, And both of these movies are uh, what I would consider high culture Absolutely. For uh, sure. uh, the best of the best. Uh-huh. And I expect, come Oscar time, we'll be hearing a lot about these films. <laughs> oh, a yeah. lot of scuttlebutt. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so if we haven't hinted at it enough, um, or put, you haven't put the pieces together, the first film that we are going to be talking about, um, groundbreaking, um, era-defining film the meg zeitgeist Zeitgeist. that's the only term yeah the only the only term and um this movie is about a big ass shark and jason statham doing things (laughs) Um, not a whole lot else that you need to know um you will get some rain wilson in this if you're an office fan or uh yeah a fan of any of his other work um Indeed. Sahara being one that comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> great appearance from Rain Wilson in that one. For, for, um, for another episode. Uh, yeah. You know, he's he's done a lot and we appreciate him. Uh, also, um, breakout star and future Batwoman Ruby Rose uh, is in this Ooh, one. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so if you want an actual synopsis <laughs> that, you know, you probably read on IMDb or something, basically rain Wilson is this billionaire of some sort. How or why? Probably an internet billionaire. Yeah. You right. think so? Is that how you probably think, cash I in on the dot yeah, com? No, he's, he's, he, he has some cheesy app he probably created. Yeah. You're, you're uh, probably right. I think he's, he could, he's he modeled could, on the kind of like the Snapchat guy or crossed with a, or Uber. He could yeah. even go farther yeah. back than that and be like a Mark Cuban type of figure. Oh um, yeah, I could kind of see that. He, I think uh, age-wise. So apparently he's wild. like a extremely rich person who he's, he's, he's funded this hobbyist uh, uh, like yeah. science, like ocean stuff. Ocean stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. he's uh, funded this ridiculously expansive and high-tech um, research facility that is underwater off the coast of China, and um, they are they have come up with this idea that what they know as the ocean floor is not in fact the bottom and that it goes deeper than that um, through some kind of layer of gas or something. The hydrochloric thermocline. Yeah, there right? we go. I Ooh, look at yes, that. Yes, in the Mar- yeah. bottom of the Marianas Trench. I took some oceanography <laughs> yeah, classes. Okay, yeah, nice, I, did, nice. uh, I didn't retain that. Um, uh, <laughs> you don't remember the thermocline? <laughs> I didn't retain the, uh, what's the, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, Hydrochloric? No, the word, uh, the terminology. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah. retain the terminology. Um, the, the concept is there. But the concept, yeah. So, right. so they take the sub and they go under it and they're like, oh, look at all this crazy shit and um, <laughs> get people stuck down there because they didn't you know, do their due diligence and understanding what was going to happen when they went down there. So obviously you got to go find uh, Jason Statham in some village in Thailand or wherever he was and bring him in to save the day, as you do. Mm-hmm. Um but in doing so, 
they release the megalodon into the uh, just normal ocean right. population so this, through this jet stream of yes, warm air right. as they come up from underneath the, the thermocline. is broken. It is right. broken. Um, and then, you know, chaos ensues. However, I will say you, we, I just told you how, uh, at least half the movie. Like, you know, that's... It, <laughs> oh, you I would, don't know. You would think that the thermocline business where the, the meg comes into like the general ocean population would happen in the first act, but it doesn't. Uh, it happens much after that. I felt. Um, yeah. Uh, that being that yeah. being said, I love every second and every frame <laughs> well, of this film. And 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 we can get to your love, but I feel like we've gone far too much into this episode yeah, 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 without yeah. cracking open. Oh yeah, right. you're right. We sure. need a beer. We need a beer. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I love this movie. So I had to bring a beer that I also love. Um. So what I have brought is um, from Shiner. Uh, you know, famed Texas brewery. Uh, this is no shiner I've ever seen before. This is like it, the most festive looking can well, they're, they're definitely they've ever released. Releasing new uh, recipes yeah. all the time. All now. the time now. All the time. They are, and this is one of the newest ones. This was released in conjunction with another similarly tropic and, you know, uh, very drinkable uh, IPA. Um, but this is not that IPA. This is the Day Quencher Session Ale, and it is described as um, an easy drinking ale that is dry hopped with mosaic hops for a unique tropical aroma and a crisp, clean finish, which is why I brought it. It is tropical just like the Meg, and it finishes crisp and clean just like the film does. This, uh, <laughs> this bad boy is uh, 4.6% uh, being a Session Ale, and it is uh, thoroughly crushable. There, just like this movie. You you go to the theater, you crush that, and uh, you're you're not gonna feel at all put out by it. I mean, it's just gonna be a total uplifting experience. It's not gonna leave you lethargic. You it's could watch it you. a couple times in a row, probably. Maybe, yeah. I mean, with the right amount of popcorn, perhaps. Yeah, I could have kept going. This 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 is a popcorn movie. I could have run it back for sure. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I wow. yeah. <laughs> So, it, you know, the basic concept, like you were saying, they spend a lot of time kind of developing. I, I will agree that it, the first act of the film, I feel like, does take longer than your typical first act, especially for um, a summer blockbuster kind of film, because it almost feels like once they've rescued the trapped crew down there that like a lot has happened. It feels like, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you want to, and you're looking forward to that too, because, uh, for me, yeah, I love the shark stuff too, but I'm just kind of, um, I just love like the undersea, like it's got almost this kind of retro, uh, Disneyland 20,000 leagues under the sea sort of feel to it with their submarines and going down there underneath and there being this mysterious world. Mm -hmm. And then they get out of there pretty quickly I mean, in terms of how much of the story it is to go on to the rest of the story. So it's not a lot about this mysterious world beneath the thermocline, which is kind of what I felt it was going to right. be. Although I knew, you know, ultimately it's about the giant shark. Uh, they get out of there and then it really becomes that mount, that monster movie. And that all that, the whole thermocline and the, the Marianas Trench, like that gets the plot going for us and unleashes the Kraken or the Megalodon. Yeah. You yeah. know, so then everything can, can just click right along. Yeah. And it does. It, I mean, I, I was, I was edging my seat from the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, one thing that I was kind of su surprised by, um, Kylie and I went to go see this movie a month into its theatrical run. It's been out for like a month now, right? Close, yeah. Um, I mean, definitely at least the third weekend. 
Yeah. Almost impossible to find a seat. Wow. At in either of the two theaters that we usually frequent. Yeah. Absolutely no chance of us sitting together at the draft house. Yeah. Only first two rows uh, at Century. Um, okay. And I, we kind of decided last minute, you know, it was maybe about an hour before the movie started that we were going to go. Didn't, I almost didn't even check before we left the house. Yeah. Uh, thinking just like, yeah, we'll just go buy tickets and walk in. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'll see what's going on. And then thank God I did. Otherwise we would have gone all the way to the draft house and not been able to go. Right. Um, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. This movie selling, I mean, and we talked about it in the black Klansman episode Yeah. that, you know, it is, what it was it, making a lot more money than the Black Klansman. It was making well it did like else. it yeah. did like forty six. It's still million. making lots of money. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. Even with crazy Rich Asians doing well. You know, I was wondering. Uh, it's, this is going to be a kind of strange conversation for us to have because we all like the movie. Well, uh, I, but I was okay. But, I do want to qualify my like. But yes, all right. Go ahead. Well, I was <laughs> just gonna, well, I was going to say the one thing that that I did kind of surprise me a little bit is that um, I didn't see it right away. And I kind of felt watching the trailer for it that it was going to be more of like an intentionally tr- campy film, which can sometimes go really wrong and mm-hmm. not not work, yeah. you know. Um, and it, it looked like a made for TV, a made for Shark Week movie, like Sharknado Six. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching watching it, it was a lot less that, and it was more just like straight up uh, action. W- Shark movie, hmm. for lack of, I mean that that's what yeah. it's for me. I found myself laughing um, at certain points, uh, and Dave and I talked about this very briefly. But uh, there was now later into the, the 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 film's run, there weren't that many people in the audience, and I found myself laughing really loudly, and other people weren't, <laughs> and I was not quite sure what was happening because it was funny, but I also just found myself at numerous times just like really excited to be watching what was going on and really into the film beyond what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I will agree. Like, so I didn't, I don't know, I guess I hadn't judged it on the trailer necessarily as being campy. It, to me, seeing it, it felt campier than I expected yeah. it to at times. There, there were some uh, I don't know. I mean, I think some of the dialogue. Some Jason Jason Statham in general somehow inspired. <laughs> I have to a think camp- about his name before I uh, say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I always think there's an Statham. R in there somewhere. Stratham. <laughs> um, and and I no, and I Statham. <laughs> Stratham or Statham? We yeah. Statham. <laughs> we, we'll stay with Statham. That uh, he's <laughs> he's. Uh, I don't know how to put it. I have not seen. An incredible number of his films. Like I know he's he's been in some of the Fast. It's a mistake. Has he been in all the Fast? He's been in not in all of them. He, I think him and The Rock came on board at the same time. But yeah, Uh, okay. Since like four or five. Okay. Uh, So you know I've 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 seen him here here and there. Transporter. But he always kind of there's something a little bit, I don't know, uh, sort of knowing about his performance where it's like. I feel like a lot of times when he's delivering the line that he's delivering, I'm looking at him and like the facial expression he's making is kind of like, yeah, don't take me too seriously. Well, and he also, I'm, I'm a, you know, cut dude who's just going to beat people up at some point so, or a shark. And he know? plays that character in Spy. I have seen that. You haven't seen Spy. Well, he I like literally that is his character is yeah. he's not the, the main character, but Was he's that this, the Melissa McCarthy Yes, yeah, yeah. Melissa McCarthy movie. But he's like this joke spy like that. Yeah. And 
in Spider-Man coming humor. up also. No, he does. That's yeah. a, the, the, what I like about him and what I like about this movie is that as much as you could make this a character that takes himself too seriously. I mean, they do give him this backstory of this kind of tragic event that's taken place and a marriage that failed because of that tragic event and the ex-wife is involved. And so there was part of me towards the beginning, especially that's like, oh my God, are they going to try to like put a ton of emotional weight on this character and I'm going to have to buy into it and I'm going to have to feel for him. And I totally didn't. I mean, it didn't really matter. <laughs> it was it was all just about the crazy um, stunts and special effects that were going on that were showing me this you know, humongous shark-like creature terrorizing people and, uh, and, and taking out boats and taking out whole beaches full of tourists. Um, and, and, you know, that, there you go. That's, that's what I wanted and, and that's what I got. I thought it was interesting, uh, the, number, the fact of the, that it being set off China and then the number of Chinese actors or Chinese-American, I'm not sure, uh, actors that are in the film. Right. And I was looking, and it turns out, indeed, it's doing very well all over the world. And the company um, that it was a co-production uh, between uh, Warner Brothers, I believe. Uh-huh. You remember? I think so. And uh, Gravity Pictures, which uh, has the distribution rights for China. Uh, so it very much is right, a calculated, right. truly you know, international. W- it, like the Fast and the Furious films have been. Mm-hmm. Like the, I mean, yeah. this is... You know, making those action films that, again, it, does, it doesn't uh, matter so much where in the world you are, but you have these sort of um, very diverse casts. And um, Li Bingbing, who's the, who ends up being the love interest for um, uh, Statham's character, right? I should probably mm-hmm. use their names, uh, their character names. It was Jonas, right? Jonas is Jason Statham's character, and Su Yin is Li Bingbing's character. But um, she's she's quite a renowned Chinese actress mm-hmm. in Chinese cinema. She's also broken through into some uh, Hollywood films, I think, more recently. But uh, but had made a name for herself for over a decade in Chinese cinema. So it, you know. No, it, it's no mistake that it's playing right. so well. Right. It's, it's definitely one of those films. Yeah, I think that American studios have gotten pretty adept at knowing how to make movies perform internationally or like mm-hmm. making movies that are going to perform well internationally. I mean, everything The Rock does does ridiculous numbers in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so their whole, you know, box office grosses worldwide, I mean, is gigantic every time. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think this movie is well. Very that's where similar. a lot I mean, of the money action. is coming from now, too. I mean, yeah. that is where the money comes from to 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 get these things made. So right. you're going to see their design uh, in, from the very beginning with that desire to appeal across those boundaries for sure. Yeah. Um, so you know, th- there's also we've already mentioned Ruby Rose is in the cast, uh, who I guess I first came to know through Orange is the New Black. She was on that season of Orange is the New Black. and I think that was her just, biggest... Was like, that a breakout that, for her? That she had done until that point. That's but now she's... A lot of people... You know, she's been in a bunch of uh, bigger films since then. Yeah. Uh, one of the Resident Evil films, the uh, resuscitation of the Triple X franchise yeah, that happened a few years back, um, um, the John Wick movie. So there's a, a couple, of, not just... Uh, uh, Rain Wilson, but there's another 
formerly TV character uh, that's in this from Heroes, Amasi Oka is the oh, actor's right. name. He plays a guy named Toshi mm-hmm. in this. He's one of, unfortunately, the first dispatched right. early right. on. It's kind of cool to see him. The the noble uh, c- crew member who falls on the sword, so to speak, and uh, <laughs> it closes himself off uh, fr- from uh, the possibility of escape there, uh, leaving himself in a watery grave. The note was kind of heavy, though. Yeah, like the note. I think I think that had some yeah. emotional. It's probably the most emotionally like resonant moment of yeah. the film. Well, it is. It's just. It's funny to me. Uh, you know, a film like this to be able to pull off, to have all that stuff in it, to have the like the the love interest that you know is just there because there's got to be one. But but they do a good job of not overplaying it. Yeah, and yeah. everything you can kind of see it going along and know what's going to happen. But I never cared. Yeah, I just, she's a pretty well developed character, though. The love no, she is. No, she's, I mean, I more so I, than usual, and I take her a lot more seriously than I do uh, Jonas, Jason, the yeah, Jason, Jason Statham, Statham <laughs> character, and and the little agree. girl, the the her daughter, yeah. I think helps bring a little tiny bit of emotional weight yeah. to to some of it, but it doesn't matter. Like you say, I mean, it's really about being a monster movie. I mean, this is all about. Let's freak people out with the biggest shark that we can possibly imagine attacking beachgoers and a crew out in the sea and and a terrible billionaire businessman who has nefarious uh, motives that are uh, guiding his... Is a little self-involved when yeah. it comes down to, you know... Right. One thing... Serious uh, stuff. And this is maybe the last thing, but I the one thing that kind of stood out, and it happened early on, he, you know, he sunk whatever, a billion plus into this... Uh, deep sea lab yeah. that he's created and he gets there and he seems surprised at what the project is. They're going, you know what I mean? Like, he Which is happening right at that moment. They are going under the thermocline like right. in 30 seconds just yeah. the, yeah. as he happens to be there. Yeah, And he's like, oh, that's what well, we're doing. You know, I don't know. It just is, okay. But, but maybe that was you know, just there to underscore how vapid he was and how how had he been lured into spending this much money uh, anyway, yeah, it, it, it's bad. but it, so, so it sounds like we all agree. This is a fun summer popcorn monster movie. Get out there and see it. If you're in the mood for something or if like you that. desperately need to, you know, recapture summer and create it again right. sometime down the line, you right. can do it with this film. Yeah. And I, I was looking, trying to find out how well it's still doing. I found something that was just a couple weeks old and it was like <laughs> the third highest growing shark movie of all time. And it was such of a course, specific category. Yeah, it is pretty sp- specific. <laughs> but so the, wait, what's number two? The number two is a shark's tale. The animated, uh, I think, makes sense. with Jack that Black. Sense. And I'm I curious. Will Smith was in that? I, really? I bet that it, it may have uh, pa- surpassed it by now. Because yeah, the thing well, I found was a couple of weeks old. Yeah, so. I would imagine. I mean, you know, I'll say that at some point you're going to come over to my house and look at my DVD collection, and this is going to be one of them, like... I'll, the Meg will be there. I'll own it on Blu-ray at some point. It's badass. <laughs> uh, and, you know, sometimes you need that movie that you can put on and enjoy and not have to give your undivided attention to, you know? Right, um, right. And, you know, or, you know, a movie that you can put on and, you know, get a little drunk and just, you know, laugh at or, you know, have fun with. And Speaking so, of which, yeah, you know, I've been drinking the Shiner. Um, what? I, you already kind of said, I mean, this is something that you've been drinking a little bit of over the last week or so. Yeah, I like it. Of, I'm a I, fan. You know, 
I'm not finding it undrinkable at all. It's 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 fine. It goes down, but I do not get tropical from it. There's not it's, a it's lot not of like it doesn't have a particularly like complex like flavor profile. I or get a hint of it on the nose, like, that, like a, a little tiny citrusiness there, but like the flavor, it kind of just washes away like a yeah. The thing with mosaic hops are usually you have a really big dose of those things right. to really get the tropical right. notes in it. So you're saying you're not, you don't quite get them. No, it's, it's. I mean, it's not super strong. Um, isn't they have, that? Isn't the tropicalness isn't in your face, and yeah. it's not gonna come at you really hard. It's it's definitely subtle, but a thoroughly crushable. It's an easy ale. drinker. I mean, yeah. I, I pick this out of a cooler in the middle of summer on a hot day, ice cold. I'm gonna drink it. No yeah, problem. Yeah, I mean, if you're. You know, trying to avoid a prehistoric gigantic shark. There you go. And need you something need you can light. have on the go, something light. You know? <laughs> Not going to slow you down. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. If I can't decide on what I want, and the only thing I know is I don't want something heavy, mm-hmm. I've been finding myself kind of going to this. Um, it makes sense. It's yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, that being said, I think. Part of what might color my opinion of it is the uh, Wicked Juicy IPA that they put out in conjunction with this one I tried. Mm-hmm. And I did have, you know, kind of high expectations for that one. I was, there were, you know, I kind of was looking for something out of that that yeah. I didn't get. And so I was pretty disappointed in it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, didn't love it. Uh, and so then I picked this one up. I was like, oh, I wonder if this one's any better than the other. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, the bar was kind of low. So just because they came out at the same time, so I was kind of comparing them for that yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. And so, so when I had this one, I was like, yeah, that's a lot better than the other one. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't expect a lot. Yeah. From, I don't know. It's, right. it's. I've enjoyed it. But it's an easy drink. And yeah. maybe maybe a good pairing here for, for this film because, again, if you go in thinking this is going to be weighty yeah. and really, like, profound, you're going to be an idiot. severely disappointed. You yeah. You're an idiot, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I thought it out. And I made that, I, you know, I was just waiting for one of you guys to pick up on yeah. the easy drinking nature yeah. versus the easy, the easy watching. watching. You know? There you go. You know, there you hey, go. nice got, pairing. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can do better, uh, do just as well in the second half. It's going to be a wild ride. All right, so for the second movie that we're going to watch, we are going to talk about uh, Sharknado 6, um, but it's, what is it actually called? The, the Last, Last Sharknado, Sharknado It's About Time. It's About Time. Um, I didn't get to watch this movie. It's been a busy week for me. <laughs> I know you guys did. But this trailer is... One of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. This movie like, is one of the craziest things like, I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Go ahead and press play on that. Okay. Right. Well, just listen to it. Something's not right. Get out. Enjoy some time with the family on this beautiful day. There won't be anything quite like it again. Like what? <laughs> time travel is risky. Throwing sharks. The fucking dinosaur. 
Cretaceous. Oh yeah, no, that's that, that's where that's, it begins in the Cretaceous period. Yeah. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Good luck with that. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> D. Snyder of Twisted Sister fame. Is that instead of the English are coming? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're, yeah. That is Paul Revere, right? And there's yeah. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Okay, so we, we need some serious beer here. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to pour us some of this. Uh, th- this is a beer for <laughs> from Maine Beer Company. Uh, it's, it's their beer called Dinner, uh, which as I was bringing it for this episode, I was thinking the uh, Megalodon and the Meg is sort of having so many humans for its dinner over the course of that film. Um, the Sharknados, I don't know. They're they're not quite as successful in Sharknado Six, but occasionally they take a chop yeah, or two. Yeah. And you know the 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 Megalodon, he seems to just really not like people. He doesn't seem so hungry to me, right? Like he just a general he really just wants for to humanity. destroy stuff. Yeah. yeah, right. Like he's just straight up not as not as purpose driven as he is spite driven. Yeah, yes. yeah. It does seem like a vengeful. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So Sharknado Six. I didn't see this, but we were talking about whether time travel appeared in the previous films. Right. And just for the listeners at home who haven't seen all of these. Uh, or any. Yeah, or any of them. None of us have. But just to kind of give a little backstory on the franchise, because it is a franchise, which is bananas to say that there is a, a Sharknado franchise. I mean, I can't even... Right handle that but the, the first one as they're all sci-fi original movies the first one just called sharknado this crazy ridiculous movie That's about very a, successful that tornado that has sharks in it and it's amazing it is amazing it's so good i i remember when it came out and i remember watching it and being just like so blown away by the mm-hmm. fact that that existed and that mm-hmm. it was actually pretty watchable um uh, <laughs> tara reed's career kind of gets i think i i think um, you could turn the sound down and just watch the visuals this is amazing yeah. gorgeous shots of <laughs> yeah. gorgeous shots. <laughs> yes gorgeous the effects com- composition I mean, of helicopters and a tornado full of sharks. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. very creatively, you get Sharknado colon the second one. Right. Um, as, Shark- as it is, Sharknado, the second Sharknado movie. And then you get Sharknado 3, oh, hell no. <laughs> and then this is where this is where things get really just next level for me mm-hmm. is uh, Sharknado, The Fourth Awakens. That's the fourth one um, yeah. released around the same time The Force Awakens was. Uh, my personal favorite in 2017, Sharknado 5, Global Swarming. Big mm. fan of that one. And yeah. then this one, as we said before, uh, Last Sharknado, It's About Time, right. um, which as we have found out via the trailer, it literally is about time. Yeah, I'll have to say that uh, the reason I watched this is I saw on Facebook a post uh, in in, uh, praising this, actually from renowned media critic Henry Jenkins, of all people, uh, about how great the franchise was and how great an ending this was. And when he said that it had to do with time travel, that's what got me. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. Sharknado and time travel. And they just, the whole movie is nonstop (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> traveling from one time period to another, and it just gets more and more ridiculous, ludicrous, and it, so which it, 
as you know, when you told me that, because this Ethan was the one who who kind of proposed, hey, we should watch Sharknado Six. You know, it's just, uh, it, it's just been released, and it's Henry Jenkins loves it, and and you know, as he's just said, he's this renowned media scholar and critic, and and that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Although he is a huge sci-fi, I mean, that's yeah, w- yeah. where he's a fan. But it's also, you know, I thought. He loves anarchic comedy, right? Right, I mean, he, right, he, right. Some of his early work was on that. And to me, this is like the perfect marriage of like absurdist anarchic comedy and sci-fi taken to this other, like it's almost surrealist. I mean, there, yeah, there's something yeah. at, a, at a certain point where it's just, like you say, they're constantly hopping through time throughout the course of the, starting with this, you know, uh, prehistoric uh, Cretaceous period era with the dinosaurs yeah. and all that, bringing us through all of these historical periods and all of these strange cameos. By, so, so know. for instance, um, oh, and, and I would say that you would go crazy trying to like make sense of it. Oh yeah, right. And so, if you have watched all the films. You could understand things that are going on, and if you haven't, you can just totally not care. Oh yeah, yeah. because the the surrealness of, for example, at some point they time travel to the Revolutionary War period, <laughs> where they encounter George Washington, mm-hmm. played by Saturday Night Live alumna alumnus Daryl Hammond, mm-hmm. but as Bill Clinton. Right, right. So we used to do this impersonation of Bill Clinton. So you have like Bill Clinton playing George Washington, and they have to convince them that they need to they need their help to fight the Sharknados. Right. So I I have a quick question uh, to go back to something David said a few moments ago. Uh-huh. Um, do you think one day um, scholars will look back on this film franchise the same way that? Um, historians now look back at like a Salvador Dali piece <laughs> or, or maybe even to go a little more recent, like a Rothko or a Jackson Pollock <laughs> painting. Or so do you, do you think that you think it's because I'm sure, I'm sure when Salvador Dali was active, people were like, what are you doing, man? Like what, did, you know? And so sometimes I think sometimes, these types of things are seen as so ludicrous, but at some point we'll be like, wait. Well, I can tell you this. I am teaching a comedy class right now. And next week, two weeks from now, we're supposed to read Henry Jenkins on anarchic comedy. Yeah. And I, and I have them watching Marx brothers, Mm -hmm. but I think I'm going to add this to the bill. And I think, you know, are, are they going to in the future? I don't know, but I know that sci-fi reliably produces a lot of really crazy um, made-for-TV movies. Yeah. And I, I mean, I thought, well, we could play a game of going through them and guessing. I would try to make some up and see if you guys could tell. Oh, but right. There's yeah. no way that I can make up anything as great. <laughs> In fact, they had like a Megalodon, I think, or I Shark think- Week had a fake Megalodon documentary. Anyway. I think so. What I was going to say is that somehow that these just like rise above. Yeah. Because in, in, in the, <laughs> the amount to which they just, they are so committed to nonstop, craziness sharknados well, and as many celebrity cameos as possible and the, and this isn't even the first of the i mean they had two-headed shark attack three-headed shark attack these were earlier earlier five. before I think they Sharknado. had some like tarantula oh yeah movies. hybrid shark crocodile yeah, yeah. all there was all one that um god there was one i remember because ralph garman who does podcasts with uh, kevin smith was in lava lantula 
<laughs> is the name of the film. <laughs> and it was a, yeah, it was a 2015 sci-fi uh, movie. A volcanic eruption in Los Angeles unleashes a swarm of gigantic lava-breathing tarantulas. That's, a, that's incredible. It's, yeah. I mean, um, star Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Steve Michael Gutenberg. Winslow is in it. <laughs> Oh wow! The wow coming back together from Police Academy that together the reunion that, that yeah that is jeez how have I well they they also had one that had uh, Lava both, uh <laughs> Debbie Gibson and Tiffany oh, together I'm, as like rivals wow yes so God. they're they're masters of I've this. really been sleeping on these sci fi yeah. films all over I mean I did see the original Sharknado when that when that because it was so crazy sounding and I remember you know it was getting like you say it was very successful for them it captured. Mm-hmm. Uh, public attention in a way that I think a lot of these, even though there there are some that are apparently just as as absurd in, More in various ways, yeah. <laughs> um, but that that one just really captured the public <laughs> imagination, and uh, and I saw that. I don't believe I saw many of others. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking about some things that happened in the movie, and it's yeah. just cracking me up. Like the the severed head of the robotic Tara Reed. Yes, which who has- who died? I think in the third film. <laughs> From what I understand, even though I didn't see yeah. it, but but they've brought the severed head and a because of time travel, apparently there is a living version yes. still. I'm it, also yeah. I'm and also then curious you travel the... forward in time, and there's a whole army of robotic terrorists. That's right, and yeah. <laughs> it's it, it just I. I have questions about this movie, but there's nothing as crazy as what you're saying actually happened in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Well, it's yeah, it's any question that you would ask, we could try to answer, but really, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I thought that we were going to get into a crazy conversation when I asked the following question: What are the um, repercussions of time traveling and introducing Sharknados into you know, like, are do you have like cave paintings of a Sharknado that? Archaeology. Man, apparently they've just been a problem for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, because that, that's that's the premise, right? Where we start, and I'm doing air quotes here, where we start the film is them going back in time because they feel that if they can stop the very first Sharknado. So they find out that these have existed before. I, apparently, well, yeah. Well, fucking hell. I mean, I yeah. thought that was the whole thing that I was going to, that was, I, I thought it was going to create this whole, I don't but they're, know. Yeah, they're trying to but like everything stop you guys have said about the movie is crazier than anything I could have ever possibly imagined. Such as Ben Stein as Alexander Hamilton. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he tells in the future. And, the, and they even reference, they're like, yeah, right. In the future, <laughs> you become a rapper. And the, yeah. He's, he's loving it. Um, I could I, live without Ben Stein. <laughs> yeah, me too. He just, well, you, he just that's the thing. He's only in for like 10 seconds in the movie. Yeah, that's that's he, good. He's that's gone. good. So, I mean, this is, again, <laughs> to just just to go back to what we were saying with the bank, you know, if you go in with the expectations, hey, I want to spend ninety ish minutes, um, just with with something that is well, actually, I wouldn't even say this is kind of like light entertainment in a way. I mean, it's actually kind of demanding. I watched this um, with, with my wife, Erin, and she really couldn't take it. I mean, she ended up <laughs> going off and reading something like actually and in, intellectually enriching, I suppose. <laughs> Um, because she just couldn't take the the mind numbing <laughs> silliness of this. But if you can ride that wave of of silliness and zaniness and anarchic kind of weird guest uh, cameos and all that, it it's a fun weird. I mean, it's as weird a thing that you're going to see on television that isn't uh, associated with Adult Swim, maybe or something. Yeah. like you know, it's just it's out there. The the Zerian kids are all in it too. 
Oh, is that they right? They play various characters. Oh, wow. And also, I thought this was the case, but uh, there's one of the characters in the bar, um, and the actor's name is, excuse me while I do this, uh, John Hurd, who actually played the father of uh, Macaulay Culkin's character in Home Alone. Right, right, right. And he died last summer, but they have archival, they spliced oh, wow. in footage of I him didn't realize as that if he, he was died. there. Yeah, he died Yeah, he's last in summer. there, yeah. Yeah, he's in there. I knew he was in the original. I remember him from the original yeah, Sharknado. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't realize. Why. So they t- they took old footage of him and stuck oh that in there. So, yeah. That is incredible. I would say it's respectfully done, but I don't know if that word applies. Latoya Jackson, she's another one that's in here, by the way. Paul, no, I thought it said Paul Hogan, but no, that would be truly great. That would be, Crocodile yeah, yeah. Dundee. That would be yeah. fantastic. Bo Derek. Yeah. Mark yeah. McGrath. Gary yeah. Busey. Oh, Mark that's McGrath. Right. Uh, so you know, if if Mark McGrath doesn't convince you, you need to see this. Then yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's you, you got to go in with the right <laughs> expectations. If you, if you want, so much to say I honestly can't wait to watch this movie again. Now, I yeah. I want to see it now more than ever. <laughs> I have to say, I mean, it, it was I was excited that uh, you Ethan had uh, suggested this movie because I like loved loved the first one so much, yeah. and I was like, oh, I haven't seen any in a while since the second one. I think. Um, I'm glad I have like a reason to make Kylie watch this with me because yeah. I think if I was just like, hey Kylie, do you want to? It's right. you know eight thirty. You want to watch Sharknado? She's like, what the hell is wrong with me? We're rewatching Game of Thrones. Why would we stop to watch Sharknado? You know. Uh, right. But if I was like, it's for the podcast, you know, she'd be like, okay, okay, fine. Uh, and but we just yeah, I didn't get a chance. But now now it's gonna happen. I don't care. I'll. You know, and what 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 is the real difference between Sharknado Game, and Game of Thrones? Yeah, like <laughs> time honestly, travel. Because, time travel is the difference. <laughs> well, but because I, I actually just was thinking about Game of Thrones, because for me, Game of Thrones kind of jumped the shark, so to speak. I can't believe I just Ooh. did that. I didn't. Yes, that, was a, uh, yes. that is the title when, of this episode. That is the title of the episode. <laughs> well, Good when John, uh, what's his name, Snow. Com- comes back from the dead, yeah. I really felt like, First oh, of well, all, now like put some respect on it, John. What's his name? Yeah. Come on. Well, you know what? That's the amount of respect I have for Game of Thrones. Ooh. Uh, okay, hold hold on. I know we're really. Off going on a tangent. Off, here, on a tangent. Yeah. All right. You're a television historian. I mean, you're yeah. A and Game of Thrones is sco- not does is not that a significant uh, hundreds of years from now. Like you're asking, Sharknado will be much more important than Game Whoa. of Thrones. The hottest <laughs> of takes that we have had on this show. That is a piping hot take. So here's the thing about Game of Thrones. <laughs> this I, is the thing that's going to get people tweeting at us. Good. I am going to feel Bring it. so many Bring the tweets. angry. Ooh. Man, this episode has really taken its turn. Yeah, you know, right? when Jon <laughs> Snow comes back from the dead, yes. you're just, for me anyway, oh, so then there's no real stakes because Ooh. any character mm. can die yeah. and just okay. come back. And okay. so that's what I mean. And so with this I, film, I, I, I'll, I'll agree with what's that. What's beautiful about Sharknado is, yes, there are absolutely no stakes. No Every stakes. character that we've killed off in prior Yes, and they do that every, over and over again. Oh, They're yeah. like, oh, we know you thought uh, that we were dead, but they just like, it's a joke. Like also, everyone comes one, back. One of, the, one of the beautiful moments I loved when they jumped in time, I think it was maybe the first time and Judah Friedlander just inexplicably becomes <laughs> a black woman. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and... And plays out that historical period as that, and then jumps to the next one and is back to being Judah Friedland. <laughs> and they kind of they make note of it, and they're like, "Yeah, oh yeah, you you yeah, changed, how about that? but yeah, okay." <laughs> <laughs> um, so very silly film, but 
I think uh, to br- to bringing uh, our beer back in here, um, exceedingly classy beer. I still I still can't get over this <laughs> Game beer. of Thrones business. Oh well, uh, it, you know, and and again, I'm the odd man out here because I have never gotten swept up in the Game of Thrones thing. In fact, at one time, you were very much. Oh, I I do watch it all. I do was, enjoy oh, watching it. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think I, that it's any better than Sharknado when you get get right down to it. Uh, and I and. Uh, uh, you know, zombie dragons coming back from, you know, all this stuff. It's just really. I yeah, that I, I I'll agree with you on that, and I I have such <laughs> I have such negative feelings towards that event just because I was when that episode aired, I was two episodes behind. I had like caught up because I started just blitzing through that show, and then this terrible podcast that I was it it, it was good at one point. Uh, that I was listening to that had devolved into this just shitstorm of, you know, caricatures of the host or whatever, tweeted an image of the zombie dragon. And I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not one to angry tweet at people or say mean shit to people on the internet. Cause I realize that's a big problem that, mm-hmm. you know, culture is experiencing and like society yeah. in general and nobody should do it. But I fucking laid into these guys about that. I was like, fuck you. It's the next day. You sons of bitches. Like, what are you, <laughs> you tweeting? You know, I was so mad. And so wow. I, but, and then there were all those magic, the gathering card memes about, um, about the dragon and stuff too. So it's kind of laughable, but, um, the show is good. Is it better than Sharknado? I don't know. You guys can decide. I, I will start, say I'm this: gonna... I don't. I, I think they. I don't think they could have tried any harder in this last one. I think that this this stands as a fine testament to this and, franchise. And it's not often that uh, like a television series or a movie franchise is able to end on a positive note. I mean, we've seen a lot of terrible endings to rec- you know episodic type of content like this. So um, I'm ex- I'm excited to watch it. I I think I'm going to agree with you that they put a fine period at the end of the sentence of Sharknado. Um, And we'll we'll see. I bet, I bet, I bet next year it's Sharknado on second thought. Yeah. Right. On seventh thought. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Sci-fi. If you fucking use that name and don't give us royalties for that, I swear to God. You're right. right. I I love that they're calling it the last Sharknado and they're claiming it's going to be the end, but I have a feeling and maybe they'll take like a two year break or something, but, but I have a feeling, yeah, we're going to have, you know, there's a a whole other generation of like D list actors that they can, if they could get Henry Winkler to jump his motorcycle over the Sharknado <laughs> to kill it, that would, that, that would really, you know, just bring it all, all excellent, back. Excellent, that would be incredible. This beer, though, <laughs> I'm sorry that I derailed no, the beer. No, 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 that's okay. But um, the beer, what do you think, Carlos? I mean, I know you had a little taste of this the other day, so yes, I, this I've, isn't your first time. I was fortunate enough to have uh, sampled this before. Um, I don't, I don't travel a lot, so I'm glad you do and bring stuff back because, uh, this is the second episode you brought stuff that we've had stuff you brought from Maine. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a great beer. I yeah. Mean, uh, it's, I mean, it's a little older school. It's not, it's not one of your hazy New England. It, it comes from New England, but it's not in the New England style. It has that style. kind of vibe though. It's but not, no, it's, it's got not the citrus. There. It's got the citrus. It's got the, um, it's got a little bit of pininess, little resinous, but um, but the body of it, it's maltier, and it's and it's a little uh, little sweeter. It's not quite it is sweeter, yeah, yeah, and and it's not quite as uh, pillowy, I guess. One in, thing in I will mouth, say, but. very elegant label, mm. as Ethan hinted at earlier. Um, very demanding label, though. Um, 
on the back it says, thank you for drinking our beer, which, yeah. you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you appreciate us drinking this. Um, please drink this beer fresh. Drink this the day you buy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which Don't do- tell me what to do. <laughs> First of all, I understand that you want me to know that this needs to be consumed as close to the bottling date as possible. But right. the di- I mean, come the on. The day I bought it, yeah. No, it seems very demanding. I, I understand. Asking it's- quite a bit of the customer, if you ask me. Yes, and, and but, it, but it is one of those beers that's, really big the the hot profile is so important i understand why they're being so demanding it will it drops off now this is about 4 weeks old at this point i think if we went another couple you would start really even being able to taste that it was not quite as fresh but yeah but it, right now it's drinking just fine i'm enjoying it oh it's great it. and and it's really helped uh to uh you know uh give me the right mood for this conversation that y'all have just had about (laughs) in the fiery rhetoric that was just being thrown around. Um, So, you know, I, I think the bottom line here, we we've talked about two really, um, like I said, at the top of the episode, summer movies, these are true, uh, summer movies in slightly different ways, right? I mean, the Meg being that big screen kind of popcorn movie experience that I think, we're often looking for in the heat of summer, um, go into that nice air conditioned theater and forget, uh, the real world and just indulge yourself in this crazy monster movie. Um, and then Sharknado, you're staying home maybe, but hopefully in air conditioning <laughs> as well, if, if you're in the heat of South Texas, certainly, and enjoying the kind of surrealist zaniness of this Sharknado movie. Um, so we recommend these movies, right? Like you have to see them. I, I would say if you are at all interested in just mindless entertainment, please watch both of these movies that you will, you will enjoy yourself. I think the truth is that, um, Sharknado is probably a little bit more of a, uh, I think it's a little more highbrow. It's well, I, I think that you have to enjoy just like really reveling in outrageous absurd. Uh, fair you know, enough. Whereas I right. truly believe That's that the Meg, push. I mean, our, our listeners probably will, will enjoy it, but yeah. I truly believe, like, and the Meg has shown that like that is that is a big mainstream. That's a good point. The Meg yeah. is a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Sharknado, Last Sharknado is more of a esoteric kind of, <laughs> if you can get into the idea of If this. you like, like stuff being really bad. Right. If you're an adult swim but fan, knowing that, you like, uh, yeah, Tim and Eric. If you're absurd yeah. humor, yeah, um, then for sure, yeah, indeed. Okay, well, I think that's it for this episode of Beer in a Movie. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed spending some time with us, and that you might hit us up on social media. Find us at Facebook.com/slash Beer in a Movie TX, and as Beer in a Movie on Instagram, uh, Beer in a Movie Podcast.com as well. On Twitter as well, I think it's Beer in a Movie Show on yeah, Twitter or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I post on Instagram and stuff. Check right. that out. You know, yeah. different beers that I'm drinking and stuff that's, that's right. happening. Um, if you are listening to us on the Apple Podcast app, then be sure to subscribe so you can keep up with uh, when we're posting new episodes. Um, as I think we mentioned in another podcast or in another episode. Um, I'm producing the show now, so I'm trying to get us on a regular schedule editing wise and, you know, putting things out hopefully on a weekly basis. We get to that pretty soon. So, but subscribe. So if I miss a week, like I did this week, um, then you can 
be notified about that rate and review, please review some people have. And like the feedback is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like hearing, um, what you guys think about it. Um, do you like the wacky sound effects that I throw in from time to time? I uh, love them. I you know, love them. what do you, you know, what do we need to, uh, talk about? What should we do next? Um, what themed episodes you want to hear? We were talking about doing some of those. Um, should we do a soundtrack episode? We've talked about that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, let us know. Rate, review, subscribe. Can't stress that enough. And uh, tweet, uh, tweet at me how mad you are at Ethan for saying that Sharknado is better than Game of Thrones. I, <laughs> I want to have that conversation with you. I and I, I, you know, I think that I've decided in this moment that I'm going to put up a Twitter poll when we post this episode. Nice. What's you better, put, Sharknado put, or Game of Thrones? You do that on your yeah. And let's see, like our different various Facebook personas like what the audience says i'd be curious i'll put it on my personal facebook you put it on yours and i'll put it on the beer in a movie twitter and we'll see what that what happens with that so it we'll we'll get a we'll conduct a uh we'll conduct thorough research that's right um, a wide sample i guess this means i'm gonna have to go back and watch those other sharknado movies i haven't even seen (laughs) and i have watched all of game of thrones i don't know i don't know if you have to watch (laughs) you've seen the first and the last (laughs) probably get enough but anyway Adios. Don't go near the water. Mm-hmm.